Book Interrupted is up for a podcast award in the leisure section again this year. We're calling to all our bookies. Please go to www.podcastawards.com and vote for Book Interrupted. We'd really appreciate it. Estival, mellifluous, gentacular, snollygoster, gardilu. I love words, definitions, and learning a new way of saying something. If you are like me, I have a treat for you. Every Wednesday on our blog, we post a new and different word in its definition. Expand your vocabulary, lengthen your lexicon, grow your glossary, and check out our Word Wednesdays at www.bookinterrupted.com blog. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. You want to read Fun Home? They're like, she's going to read Fun Home. It's so good. So it's cool because it makes you, it like forces this higher level of attention. It's definitely a different like brain strategy. I feel embarrassed (laughs) even talking about the, and it's just a drawing. I mean, I don't have time to read 79 books during this book cycle, but I'm sure there's going to be some of those that I will read. Movies there are that don't have two women talking to each other about something other than a man. Banned books with wine. <laughs> Banned books. We're rebranding. Booze. We're rebranding. My body and soul. The inflammation is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. Hi, I'm Sarah. I started Book Interrupted and asked the closest people to me to be part of it. First, I asked my sister. Hi, I'm Meredith, the sister. My first friend. Hi, I'm Kim, the first friend. My old roommate. Hi, I'm Lindsay, the old roommate. My high school friend. Hi, I'm Kara, the high school friend. My good friend and Kara's sister. That's me. Hi, I'm Leah, Sarah's friend, Kara's sister, and the final member of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from July 18th to August 28th. It's Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. Alison Bechtel's best-selling graphic memoir charts her fraught relationship with her late father. Distance and exacting, he was an English teacher and the director of the town's funeral home, which Alison and her family refer to as the Fun Home. Published in 2006, Fun Home, a family tragic comic by Alison Bechtel, was named Best Book of the Year by Time Magazine, among many other publications, and is a New York Times bestseller. It was adapted into a musical and opened on Broadway in 2015 and won five Tony Awards, including Best Musical. In 2020, it was announced that Jake Gyllenhaal and his Nine Stories production secured the rights to adapt the musical version of Fun Home into a film. Bechtel is also the author of the comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For from 1983 to 2008, Are You My Mother, a comic drama which was released in May 2012, and The Secret to Superhuman Strength in 2021. 
Her comics have appeared in The New Yorker, Slate, McSweeney's, The New York Times Book Review, and Granta. In 2014, she was the recipient of the MacArthur Genius Award. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Hello, and welcome to my season two book pick. We can't see that from the glare. Fun Home, a, a family tragic comedy, and I'm really excited about this book. Uh, I'm here in Toronto. I am sweating my butt off. I wanted something that was uh, not too long, something that was a bit different, something that was a bit maybe easier, but not necessarily easier, just something that challenged me in a different way that didn't involve me pouring over a novel that was this thick and, you know, and that I had to really intensely think about. I kind of wanted something like that and then I was speaking to the people that I was living with when I lived in Newfoundland and we were kind of spitballing ideas and they had suggested it. They are musical theater people. Uh, this book was made into a musical and I think it won a Tony Award which is really cool. I haven't seen the musical but I'd love to and I'm gonna try to find a copy online or something. And the graphic novel really intrigued me. I've never read a graphic novel or not a full graphic novel. I mean, I used to read comic strips when I was a kid. You know, I also know that it's got a lot of kind of interesting literary references, which really appeals to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really great challenge, but also something that as I'm sweating and it's hot and I don't have to kind of uh, get too deep into, I think. We'll see. I was reading an article on the New York Times. It was a review by Sean Wilsey. And he was talking about how his copy had started with a notation about how Alison Bechdel creating were fun home. And so I just want to read it because I think it's quite interesting. She says, I've always been a careful archivist of my own life. I've kept a journal since I was 10. I've been logging my income and expenses since I was 13. All this detritus came in handy as I wrote Fun Home, as a corrective to the inevitable distortions of memory. I discovered that the actual documentary truth was almost always richer and more surprising than the way I had remembered a particular event. And it was certainly more interesting than any possible way I could have fictionalized it. Which is really cool, because this is a memoir. This is about her childhood. This is about her relationship with her father. This is about her growing up around a funeral home. So fun home, funeral home. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool as well. I, I'm i going to stop there. I want to delve into this book. And um, I'm sure that we will have some great, interesting discussions about it. Or at least I hope so. I'm not sure. But let's see how it goes. Uh, all right, I'm sweating too much that my brain is melting. Okay, bye guys. This is my first personal journal for fun home. I am not sure what the book's about. I have an idea. I don't have the book in my hand and I'm not going to pick it up. So that's the kind of rebel I am. But I do have an idea. I think it's about potentially a dysfunctional family. It might be a memoir. Oh, it's so mysterious. The thing that stands out to me about fun home, is it even called fun home? Maybe it's called fun house. Perhaps I should get the book. Let me just do a quick cheat right here, right now. Fun home, never mind. So it is a graphic novel, and I don't know how I feel about that. 
I am hoping I'm going to like it. I am suspicious that I might not. Although as a child, I did read a lot of Betty and Veronica comic books, and I loved those. So that's where my hope comes from, that I'll get into this graphic novel and it'll just be like returning to a really enjoyed activity from my childhood. That would be great. If I don't like it, I think it's going to be a really difficult read. So we'll see. And my inside voice right now is saying, like, why would you not like it if you loved Betty and Veronica? Maybe I grew up. I don't know, inside voice. What do you... Give me a break. What do you want from me? (laughs) Anyways, we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. I am definitely curious. And I guess I also wonder if it is a graphic novel, which to me means comic book, which obviously it isn't. It's a novel, but it's written comic strip style. I'm not sure if the content of the book being, you know, maybe a more serious topic, if it is about a dysfunctional family, although Running With Scissors was about a pretty dysfunctional family. That was funny. Not a graphic novel, but my point is I wonder if it's going to get messed up by the delivery mechanism, like the comic strip. So we'll see. And it's book interrupted and my phone is ringing and I'm interrupted. There we go. Let's put that on silent and end this personal journal with the cautiously optimistic hope that I will be able to enjoy this book as well as the secret fear, which is no secret anymore because I've shared it now, that I'm not going to like it. I hope I like it. And I hope it doesn't take away from whatever the book's story is because there's some contrast between, you know, fun, although fun home, delivery, like a comic strip, and dysfunction, dysfunction, which is not fun. But you can't spell dysfunction without fun So I'll just leave you with that. Next book up is Fun Home. And I'm wearing a fun sweater to make this video recording. Although, upon looking into this book, I realized maybe it's not that fun of a book. I mean, it is a graphic novel. But it's described, even on the cover, as a tragicomic. So it's not going to be all fun. It's definitely for adults, not kids, in case you were wondering. I haven't started it. I kind of like to do these personal journals before I start reading the book to kind of give my ideas out there of what I think it's going to be before I read it to see if there's a huge contrast to how I experience it. I mean, I, I like most books that I read, so I think maybe my optimism in these personal journals just translates into how I enjoy it anyway. Something very interesting is as part of the book, from what I understand, is the author, so it's a memoir, the author and the character alludes to a lot of other books and so is trying to understand her life through literature. So I think maybe her and I might be kindred spirits in that case because, you know, every book I read, I really think about how it applies to me. Maybe I'm just really self-centered or something. I don't know. I haven't read a graphic novel in a really long time and I haven't really read many of them. So I'm really looking forward to a change of pace and how this plays out differently. And memoirs are, of course, always interesting because, I don't know, maybe they have more of an impact because they're real. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love fiction as well. But there's something about a memoir, you know, a little bit more personal. I understand that this is also a musical, so I'm going to try and see if I can find a, you know, taped version of the musical 
so that I can watch it as well. Although honestly, I'll probably watch it when I'm done the book. So stay tuned for perhaps a book report to see if I've watched the musical. I'm also a little worried, but also a little excited to find out what all the literary references are in this book. I'm a little worried because when a book is referenced in another book, I tend to want to read that too. And that's a good thing, except that then I end up taking way too many books out of the library, which I did recently. In fact, when we were reading The Midnight Library, I almost didn't finish it before the deadline because I had so many books going on at the same time and some of them had holds at the library so I had to kind of address those first especially the one that I'd waited months and months on hold to be next in the queue so I think this book is maybe going to do that for me and increase my reading list a little bit or you know maybe I'll read one of the books and realize that we don't have the same taste in books so that's you know maybe a good thing <laughs> I don't know we'll see but seeing as she's an author maybe she's got some good recommendations on books so I was kind of excited to read a graphic novel because I never read them before. And my children actually are into graphic novels. So I thought that I might enjoy it. My brother loved comic books as a kid. And so I've started it, I've done the first chapter and I'm not sure now. I'm just, I don't think I'm that into it. Seeing the pictures and then reading it. I think I like letting my mind, my imagination go to get my own pictures in my mind of what the novel's about. So we'll see. So far, it seems like it seems like it's going to be dark, a dark book, <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, I don't really have that much to say, except for I'm not 100% sure I'm on board with the whole graphic novel thing. But I am going to give it a chance, and I've read the first chapter. Also, I think maybe the whole how it's kind of dark, I don't necessarily like that kind of novel either, but we will see how it goes. Well, let's have some fun, shall we? Discussing Fun Home. Is that it? Fun home or fun house? Oh, shucks. Now I need to double check. Let's see here. Fun home. Yes, fun home. Okay, back on track. Fun home by Allison Bechdel. Bechdel. Apologies to the author if I am mispronouncing. Doesn't this sound fun? <laughs> no, it does. I read a description. Never heard of the book, first of all. It is Lindsay's book pick, and it so doesn't surprise me because Lindsay, I just, I really look up to Lindsay in how she finds her own way to do things, that she doesn't feel so much pressure. I mean, perhaps she does, but she at least has an ability to work through not always conforming you know, like finding her own way through things. And so like, it was not shocking or surprising in the least that she picked a book that is described as a tragicomic? Fascinating. And the description went on to say that it is a memoir graphic novel. Who would have thought to merge memoir and graphic novel together? Obviously the author did, and I really like things that mix. I don't know, it's just exciting or maybe it feels a little bit rebellious. I love like reading, watching, getting immersed in things where others have had the bravery and courage to try to mix two different mediums together. And just to see what is the end result here. 
Uh, so this is going to be quite the cool read, something totally different. And because of that, I'm just excited that it seems like it's going to feel very refreshing. Again, I am looking forward to it. Similarly, how Meredith's book pick, what the Robin knows would not normally be something that I would gravitate towards. I would not normally, although I do come from the world of theater, the performing arts community. And this book used to be a musical, or it still is, and I'm not sure the order in which things occurred. Did the graphic novel come first, followed by the musical, or vice versa? Was it the chicken or the egg? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know, but what I do know is that it's gonna be so delightful just to get into something that is quite outside of what I would normally select. And with that, sometimes it's really exciting to do those types of things, like going outside of your comfort zone or slightly changing up the routine a little bit because it sometimes ushers in a whole bunch of new perspectives and ideas. And because I really am a wanderer at heart, I love having little nuggets to chew on in the back of my mind and just think about things and wonder and ponder. I can't wait to see if this book brings such beautiful delights into my brain to just think about because it's just fun wondering about things. Any wanderer would understand that. Uh, Non-wanderers would be like, why? But why? Anyways, take care, my friends, and I'll keep you posted on Fun Home by Allison Bechtel. Hi, this is my first personal journal for the Fun Home. Here she be. By Allison Bechtel. Bechtel? It's a hard one. I'm really looking forward to this book because it's a graphic novel, which is super fun. Oh, we got a grumpy puppy here making grump noises. Mama. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a really approachable size from a practical standpoint for me. It's because I'm continually not meeting my deadlines on these uh, book cycles and not finishing the book because I'm a slow reader and I don't commit to reading every night. <laughs> and that's the truth of it. So, I'm just looking forward to it. I think I need a light read, though I love Midnight Library and I think that'll be a good... Back and forth, they're both like kind of easy reads, I hope, I think. So this should be super fun. How fun is this? How inspiring. I love that. So I can't wait to start it. Uh, I haven't even read one lick of it. Oh, what's this? I got some artwork here. Oh, like, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just so, so cool to be reading a book like this. This is Lindsay's Choice. I think our tastes kind of align pretty well on books for the most part. Anyways, I uh, look forward to reading it, and thanks for listening to me blather on about almost nothing. Bye. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. All right, so here's my interruption dinner. I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but preparing dinner for your family sometimes it just you get bored with it like I'm just so bored and I'm constantly looking at Pinterest to come up with new recipes to be something more exciting and then some days I just don't want to bother with any of it but I don't want to get takeout either so 
there's my interruption. Dinner. I don't know if any other listeners out there feel the same way, but sometimes coming up with something exciting every single day for dinner for my family. <laughs> oh, it's really interrupting my life. <laughs> Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to my book choice. This is Fun Home, a family tragic comic by Alison Bechtel. And it is a graphic novel, which is exciting because I've never read a graphic novel. So that's kind of why I chose it. I wanted to do something different. You know, everybody kind of picked different books this season and I wanted to pick something way out of the box that maybe we hadn't tried before. I was in Newfoundland and my roommates at the time were musical theater people and there is a musical about this book and they said they'd read it during school and they thought it was really interesting and lots to talk about. Uh, there's also a ton of different interesting things that spurn from this author and just different things to talk about. So that's why I picked it. And so here we are. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I just started reading it. I've only read maybe a little bit, but it's a, well, actually I read enough, but it's a pretty fast read. Definitely different reading a graphic novel than it is reading a regular novel because you're trying to read the captions and the writing and then you're also trying to look at the photos and then you're trying to piece it all together. So it's definitely a learning curve for me to get into it, but I'm liking it so far. Yeah, can I share a story? Oh, sure. I went to the library a few days ago to, cause I couldn't understand. I was trying to put the book on hold, but I'd never seen, they had like a special note on it. And I was like, it's not letting me put it on hold. What's going on? And it just said under the special note, it said book club bag. And I'm like, what is this? So I go into the library and there just happened to be three librarians at the desk. And I was like, hi, is someone able to help me? I tried to online reserve fun home, but it's not letting me. I don't understand. All three of them lit up, stopped what they were doing. And they're like, you want to read fun home? They're like, she's going to read fun home. It's so good. So I'm super excited because they were like, typically when I've met librarians, they're not too like overly excitable like they have a really good equilibrium but there is definitely peaks there of energy and enthusiasm and then I was pleasantly surprised to discover that I couldn't put it on hold because that whole special note about being a book club bag is that it's such a popular book they started out of that particular branch a book club where they put in a bunch of books in a bag and it's a grab and go and then it's a surprise who else ends up signing up for it to be in the book club but that they've been getting great reviews from all the people in the book club and I was like these are two very exciting pieces of information now I really want to read the book but I have to wait a couple of weeks until <laughs> the version that's not within the book club bag is available. But yeah, what great feedback from the local library. Love that. I was watching a little interview with the author and, and she says, people ask me, do I do the drawings first or do the writing? And she says, it's not really like that. Like I'm doing the writing as part of the picture. It's not like I'm typing in you know Word or whatever. She's like, I'm not typing it out. It's all going at once while she's making it. So it's interesting that even writing the graphic novel is a whole other process that it's all kind of going together. So she's like, it's not that I think of the pictures first or the writing first, it's, it's all kind of happening at the same time. It's just telling the story, not just through words, but through pictures. And I, I like that. The author is also the illustrator? Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I didn't know that. That's cool. I assumed there would just be two people. Talk about being multi-talented. Yeah. Yeah. It took her about, I think, what did I read? Six to seven years of her drawing. And she would often take photos of herself, I guess, in different poses. And then she would draw herself or the character in the pose that she'd taken the photo of herself so she could get hmm. into it. That's interesting. But yeah. Oh. yeah. It's a it's memoir. A, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Makes it even more interesting. Yeah. It's about her life and her relationship with her father or her father's death. Not to be a spoiler mm. alert, but... <laughs> But there's a ton of stuff that spurred, well, one of the things that I looked up to is this book has been banned a ton in the States, ton of universities. They've had a one was in a, on a syllabus or something and the students would protest and they'd contact pornography now or something and they would come and protest it. There's been libraries that have banned the book because of nudity and graphic content it's been a whole huge, like a lot of different people have banned the book. Huh. And partially really? probably because of the, the don't say gay bill in Florida, I imagine. And the fact that it, it touches on homosexuality and stuff, probably yep. it's part of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I have no idea what it's about. So to hear that it's been banned without having any more of a picture painted about like its contents is just like mind boggling. Like that's like close to like burning books. I was like, I don't understand. We should have a season where we read only banned books or books that were attempted to be banned. Oh, oh that's okay. fine. That idea. That would be that cool. That would be good. Yeah. I like that. Well, there's definitely I, nudity. Yeah, as you say, I flipped <laughs> through the book. And as you guys already know, when I was reading one of those modern romance books, I feel like almost embarrassed because it's very graphic and I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I'm reading it. So when I was flipping through the book, I was like, oh my gosh, then I'm going to have to like, See, all right. I was immediately embarrassed. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Because I read the first chapter and it was actually kind of dark. So I thought it was, it was going to be morbid, but then obviously there's a romance in it, I guess, because I was flipping through. I don't know. But yeah, I uh, immediately blushed. I was like, oh my God. You're like looking to see? Full frontal. I'm going to have to read a romance and see it at the same time. There's some full frontal. I don't know. Jeez, I need to get a hold of this book ASAP. I feel a little embarrassed <laughs> even talking about the, and it, it's just a drawing, but yeah. <laughs> it's not even a picture. It's just a drawing. And Sarah's like, a very good Ooh. drawing. Locking herself in the bathroom. A very good drawing. It's very <laughs> inadequate. Like, it, very it's correct. It's not a comic for children. <laughs> Anatomically <laughs> correct. No, it's not. I'm having a hard time reading it because of the layout, right? Like what Lindsay was describing, the pictures and the, even just the flow. Sometimes the words will go right across the two pictures. And then sometimes it's words for a picture, thought bubble, words for a picture. Then there's words under the pictures. Like it's really, it really requires a lot of concentrated effort. I'm in chapter two. I'm hoping like that book that, did I tell you guys about that book that wrote in the accent that it was? So like some of the yes. words weren't actually words, but if you phonetically read them, you were all of a sudden hearing the accent. So yes. I'm and then it, beca it became like second nature once I kind of got used to it. So I'm hoping that'll happen too. But right now it's hard. It's making me not want to read it. I was hoping that too, because I've read just the first chapter and I'm the same as you. I thought it was just to be a quick, because it 
not a lot of words. I thought it'd be quick. Because it's a graphic novel. Right, but yeah. it isn't. It feels very... It's like disjointed. Choppy. Yes, totally. Like, it's hard to flow it. Yes, I had a hard time with the first chapter. And I have to go back and read another... Like, this... Anyway, I felt exactly the way you did. And I'm hoping, like you are, that as I go through, then I just get used to it and it's fine and I can get into the book more. This is very good information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a different mindset for a graphic novel. Absolutely. It's 100% mm -hmm. different, right? Like, it, if as readers, we're probably used to just being like, yeah, and you read and you probably develop some even tricks where you can read a whole line almost at once. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And this is, you must <laughs> look and read. And, and figure the pictures out. are important. Like you yes. gotta look at the picture. Totally, you well. can't not look at the picture. Yeah. Like I've been tried to. I'm like I don't need to look at the pictures. I'll just read the story. But you can't. So it's cool because it makes you. It like forces this higher level of attention. It's definitely a different brain strategy. I feel like this is gonna be great for me. Yeah, baby. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I have to read every line twice to understand it. For me, I read comic books a little bit as a kid. So to me, I feel Well, so like... did I. That's why I don't understand yeah. why I'm having such a challenge right now. I read Betty and Veronica. Oh, I know. And, oh, I love her. And it was just like this. Like it was set yeah. up in the same layout. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know why this is so much harder. Maybe but... it's kind of like trying to dance to a song that's in a different tempo than 4-4 four, four, or a different time signature than 4-4 four, four time for the first time. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta, you can do it. You just gotta like, Pay closer attention. First. Yeah. Get into the temple. And then once you're in, then it's just easy. Yeah. It's or not reading, second nature yeah. yet. Or reading subtitles hmm. when you're watching a movie. That's always like yeah. at the beginning, you're doing it and you're like, I keep reading and I'm not watching the movie. But then eventually and then you forget. You can yeah, yeah. You just get into so the movie. True. So yeah. We'll see. So true. We will see. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I haven't started yet. So that's really good information to like maybe be forgiving of myself on the first and maybe just take small chunks at first so my brain can sleep on it. And then mm. reorganize into like graphic novel reading. Coming up with a reading plan. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be okay either way. <laughs> It'll be interesting because I wonder if I'll remember more because there's like pictures and this, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if digesting it in this way will make me actually retain it. When you guys were like, Midnight Library last, and I was like, oh, oh no, I finished it. I just don't remember. Like the difference between eating a meal like quickly and slowly. Like, do you even, yeah. in fact, like, even taste it? Right, it's right. Just that quick. Right. Mm -hmm. Good one. I well, you'll have to let us know. I will. Okay. That's why you pay me the big bucks. <laughs> the big bucks. <laughs> this book has so many literary references in it too. I was just trying to figure out what the book was about before we came on today. And it references, I don't know, 79 books or something. So there's going to be references in here that might make you want, well, definitely will make me want to read. I mean, I don't have time to read 79 books during this book cycle, but I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be some of those that I will read. It's almost like she's explaining her life or exploring her life through literature, which is like, makes it such a great book club choice, Lindsay. Right? Because that's kind of what we do here is we read the books and we explore our own lives through the books we read and stuff. And she's kind of doing that in this book. Well, what's cool too is that it expands her universe, for lack of a better word. If you do want to take the time to read all those books, you'll have such a greater understanding, right? I mean, and hopefully yeah. maybe you've read some of them already. Maybe. There's like one of the ones was like Catcher in the Rye, which you think yeah. I would have read. It's one of those books I've never read. It's only one of my like, I should probably read this book. Because... I read it because it was banned. That's <laughs> back to my book. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's banned? I'll read it right now. If Give it to banned? me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> only banned books. 
season three banned book season banned yes book. with so wanted, with wine banned with books wine banned books with, with, with wine and food yes. pairing and yeah banned books with wine wine pairings paired yes. with wine yeah that's like a good podcast idea though no it's brilliant <laughs> banned books with wine like done Rebranding, free banned books with booze. Yeah, book interrupted next year or season is with booze. <laughs> banned books with booze. Pronounced banned like books this. Booze, yeah, yeah. <laughs> booze, not boobs. That was season boobs. one. And boobs. Boob. And on. boobs. Season one, there was a lot of talk about boobs all the time. True. Like wait, boobs bit. and booze. Boobs and booze. Boobs and booze. Boobs with booze and banned books. Boobs, booze. <laughs> Man books. It sounds perfect. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I listen to it. So I want to talk about one of the cool things about this author is that in 1985, she wrote, sorry, I'm making sure I have it right, this, a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For. And there was a particular comic strip in which she referenced something from a friend of hers and Virginia Woolf, I think it was referenced to, about this thing called a Bechtel test, which has become quite famous and, and spawned a lot of different things. But basically, two women characters are talking, and the one woman character says, I only see a film with these categories. The movie has at least two women in it who talk to each other about something other than a man. So they were in this comic strip trying to find a movie in which they could see and they couldn't find one. And so they didn't end up going to see a movie. And so it's people started looking into it about how many movies there are that don't have two women talking to each other about something other than a man. And then you start thinking about movies that you've seen and you're like, my God, this is ridiculous that this happens. I mean, maybe in a more modern, there's more movies about women, but... Wow. Um, I just thought how That's great great that was and how interesting and she was her friend was I think she likes to call it the Bechtel. Wallace test um, but people refer to it as many different things but I just thought what a great kind of point out about society and also inspiring for female filmmakers to be like, why are we in this situation where women can't have just a conversation and a scene just the two of them Right, whereas yeah. they're more of a prop in a movie than a than a character. They're like, well, we need somebody to be interested in the men over here. Or they're a caricature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They need to be interested in the men because what else would they do, <laughs> right? Either you're the old crone who's yeah ugly and creepy or whatever. Wait, this comes back to the woman who run with the wolves or you're yeah. like, you know, a desirable or you're just a kid who is also sometimes treated like a prop. Yeah, if you're not desirable and desiring men what's the point of being there yeah but you have ideas you're not an old lady yet <laughs> ideas are for old ladies yeah <laughs> out of here <laughs> yeah to which once you reach crone phase then your <laughs> ideas are shushooed and shrugged aside and we're like because she's crazy and then when you're younger, your ideas are also brushed aside because you're too, you, you couldn't possibly know anything, you know, you're too immature. So either way, on either end of the extreme there, yeah. the ideas are being shoved aside. Yeah. yeah. Just prop. I like that test though, that you shared with us, Lindsay. That's cool that she came up with I now want to use that yeah like mm -hmm. she put it in her comic and then other people started to coin it as and started to look into it that's mm -hmm. so cool so she's the originator of that like I've heard about yeah. that before 
as mm -hmm. a yeah, litmus test for how much accurate representation of a woman is in the film or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like such a small bar to reach. Yeah. I know, it's I know. It's a low bar. Totally. It's very low. Yeah. Can we have two females talking to each other? And 90% yeah. of the movies. Just talk about the weather. It's so easy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's so yeah. Canadian, I think. Talking about the weather, I think it's very Canadian. That's what I've been told. Very Canadian. It's what people do when they're uncomfortable. Like you'll talk about it in an elevator with a stranger nine yeah, times out of ten. Yeah, do you find time. like people even just enjoy talking about the weather? It's not even an awkward thing. Like, I enjoy talking about the weather, but maybe well, we I'm enjoying it because it's breaking it, yeah. the awkwardness. Oh, <laughs> like it's a relief. Oh my God, yeah, that wind. I know. The wind <laughs> coming out of my butt. Sorry about that. We're in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually now that you put it I out, was yeah, farted on yesterday. A, oh yeah. A real do a wet one? Um not really, but like from this okay. far away from my face. Uh. Pointed directly at it. Yes. On purpose? Of course. Yes. <laughs> like I actually got bad. I was like, can you not? I hope you get pink eye. <laughs> I will. Eyes. I'm very susceptible. Actually, last oh, time my hair God. was this color, I had double pink eye. No oh, way. My. Interesting. I complimented <laughs> it very well. It really brought out the red in your eyes. <laughs> they looked awesome. I actually took an Instagram picture because they were so crazy oh. blue from being wow. damaged. Oh. <laughs> damaged with fart particles. <laughs> no, this one was, was with dirty particles. utensils. I had my oh. eyelashes tinted hours earlier. And oh. then I told the tinter and she's like, weird. And I'm like, yeah, really weird. weird. Both eyes, not just one. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And when I went to the doctor, here's a good break back around to like not taking women seriously. You had pink eye. When you get pink eye again, you're really well aware that you're getting pink eye before your eye is pink. Anyway, it feels mm -hmm. like there's sand in your eye, right? Yeah. So I went sand, to the yeah. I went to the doctor and I was like, I'm I have pink eye, and he was almost like, sure, here's a fake fucking antibiotic, and so that's why <laughs> I had it for a week until I went back to the doctor and I was like, do you believe me now? And he gave me a real <laughs> antibiotic. Then it was cured within hours. I have a tip. You can get antibiotic pink eye eye drops just at the pharmacy on the shelf. Oh, cool. Like over the yeah. counter. Over the counter. I don't plan on having pink eye again. I'm immune now. My dog got it all the time just because of her breed. She had like, you know, saggy eyes and she had pink eye regular. So we we would keep drops. So they just drop in her eye and it clears it up. No, no problem. And then you don't have to take like a, a broad spectrum antibiotic. You can do like a targeted. In a yeah, that's better. I have that here from Canada. And you stole that from Mayor's medicine cabinet last time you were there? I sure did. Actually, I, I tell everyone about it. I tell I everybody about it. I was like, you can just get it off the shelf, right? The first time we went to the vet and they were like, by the by, just go to the pharmacy. And I was like, oh, okay. They're like, but this one's expensive. <laughs> I don't know. Use this right? one first. <laughs> but you still have to pay me for the visits or whatever. But yeah, good tip for pink eye for anybody who's getting pink eye yeah i don't even want to talk about it i instantly feel like i'm like i think i have sandpaper feeling <laughs> in my eyes yeah. <laughs> yeah. you start poking your eye and then get pink eye <laughs> <laughs> so funny. thank you for joining us on this episode of book interrupted if you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode please go to our youtube channel book interrupted you can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com 
Are you interested in joining the conversation and having your comment played on the podcast? Simply find a quiet place and record a voice memo. Then send it to connect at bookinterrupted.com. Or you could do it the old-fashioned way and leave us a voicemail at 416-900-8603. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. When does the use of the term cadaver come into play? Maybe it's we get a Bernie's part 12. That's what this book actually is. <laughs> because no one claims the body, which you could do. And then it's just, it's like a goo bag, really. Oh, I know, goo bag. I thought at one point it would be kind of cool to be like the skeleton in a science lab. Strange pile of his genitals was shocking. But what really got my attention was his chest split open like into a dark red cave. Maybe they'll bring it back now that Book Interrupted is doing it. Now that we're Maybe. interested in going to see it. <laughs> yes, Maybe they'll that's... bring it back to Broadway. <laughs> Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.